Thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live. It is Thursday, February 22nd, almost the end of February here, and I'm Karen Selensky along with Isaiah Jillick, who has kindly joined us today with Father Holcalter um, having another meeting that he was committed to. So blessed to have Isaiah here. I think it truly is a blessing because he has known, I mean, he's shared so many different things that have tied in with our topics. The Know <laughs> Your Faith you were at, mm-hmm. Vocations Jamboree you've been at, and now even with our last guest, you happen to know him. So I'm going to let you introduce him. Isaiah. That's right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're honored to uh, welcome to the show uh David Tamasia. Uh, welcome, David. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, Pleased you and here. I uh, kind of had a chance meeting. I used to, uh, my first four years of study in seminary were in Washington, D.C., out at St. John Paul II Seminary through the Catholic University of America. Um, and uh, during the March for Life, uh, I believe last year, this not uh, or two years ago, whichever it was, time flies, uh, Monsignor Shea came out and took a seminary, uh, Dakota boys who were out in the East Coast, uh, <laughs> took us out to eat. And uh, you, you were there as well. I had the pleasure of meeting that's you. That's right. That's right. I was able to meet each of the seminarians that were studying at CUA, and we ate well. That's right. We did <laughs> eat well. My senior share <laughs> was a good host. So that's right. is that? See? Mm-hmm. It's, again, yeah. this God's in it's God working here in the Holy Spirit. So. <laughs> that's right. Always a connection in North Dakota. That's Always right. a connection. That's right. <laughs> Well, if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, David, um, let the listeners know, because I know you're kind of in a new role here. Sure. So if you want to let everybody know. Sure. So uh, I am the new executive director of the North Dakota Catholic Conference. Um, I've only been in the position for about three months now, so I'm still consider myself a bit of a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I live here in Bismarck with my wife, Shauna. I've married 20 years. We have six children, mm-hmm. uh, three boys, three girls, age eight to 19 so we have a full very busy house yes. um maybe to go back in time uh i i grew up in omaha nebraska so mm. i did not grow up in north dakota but i got here as quickly as i could i like it <laughs> i came here for the winters yes actually today <laughs> unbelievable yes. i'm coming for these winters this is what happens <laughs> we have a bad one then we have a good one there you go so. Uh, but anyway so i grew up in omaha nebraska i went to the university of notre dame as an undergrad um, after I graduated, I sort of uh, meandered a bit, but uh, eventually I went to law school at the University of Texas in Austin mm-hmm. and uh, became a lawyer. I practiced law in Dallas for about 10 years, um, became a partner in my firm, and then and that's where I met my wife. We got married in, in Dallas and had our first child there. And then I got this crazy idea that I wanted to go back to school and study theology, and my mm-hmm. wife and I prayed about it for about a year. And we really felt like God was calling us to make this huge step. And so I went to all my partners in my firm and said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going back to school. And um, I went to a place called Ave Maria University yes. in Florida. Yes. And uh, I had about a year of studying philosophy and Latin. And then I two years to, to finish the master's and then five more years to finish the Ph.D. So a grand total of eight more years of school. Oh. Um and then I started teaching theology. I was a theology professor at Ave Maria uh, for about four years and the director of the undergraduate theology program there. And then I ended up uh, eventually at the uh, uh, University of Mary, first as a theology professor, but then pretty quickly became dean mm-hmm. uh, of one of the schools there, the School of Arts and Sciences. And so, um, yeah, so we've been here in Bismarck for about six years. Uh, we love it here. We love the community. We love the Catholic community. The priests are fantastic. The bishop is great. 
Um, the Catholic schools are outstanding. We're just super, super happy. We feel like God brought us here, and we're mm. just really pleased. What a journey. Yeah. Wow, what a journey. Yeah. Um, I have a, a sister and brother-in-law who are, are lawyers. Oh. Um, and then I also have a son-in-law that is going into law school. He's actually in, in Florida. Oh, um, great. At Stetson Law School there. Fantastic. Um, you know, yeah. so, so, but then, you know, just being led by... My God! Yeah. Wow! I mean, yeah. that that's amazing. Yeah, so, it is. Oh, yeah. blessings to you and your family for Thank you. taking Thank that you. journey. Yeah. So, what does your role as a director include with this? Well, it. Um, so right now, the kinds of things that I'm I'm doing, I'm really kind of getting up to speed. Um, so my predecessor, Christopher Dotson, mm-hmm. uh, was in the position yeah. for about 30 years, yep. and uh, he's he's really outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I spent a lot of time, he had to step down for health reasons, but he's still working with me as co-director, and he's helping me get up to speed on different issues that the Catholic Conference um, advocates for. Um, I spent a lot of time reading the news and making sure I'm on top of things, but also getting into different uh, political issues that the church is concerned about. So maybe just to step back and explain to the listeners what the North Dakota Conference, Catholic Conference is, and that will give you a Mm -hmm. a better idea of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So the North Dakota Catholic Conference is the voice of public policy for the Catholic Church in North Dakota. So my my bosses are are, uh, Bishop Kagan, from the Bismarck Diocese and Bishop Fulda from the Fargo Diocese. I, I report directly to them. Okay. Um, but when I say this, the voice of public policy, what that means is the church has a voice, has something to say when it comes to matters of public affairs and politics and social life in general. And so um, I act as that voice. Um, I act to I work a lot, work closely with legislators in the North Dakota legislature I monitor cases in the judicial branch uh, of issues that might be important to the church. Um, I work with different departments and agencies in the executive branch of North Dakota, the governor's office. But all of that is just to make certain that the choice that, that the church's voice is heard on important matters, especially driven by Catholic social teaching. Um, that's sort of what uh, these those are the kind of principles that Catholics draw upon for our involvement in public life and so that's something I'm fairly well versed in just because of my unique background and training um, so that's the first thing the the the, um, the involvement in public affairs there's two uh, there are two other roles that the North Dakota Catholic Conference is engaged in so the second is just education and so that means we want to make sure that we educate Catholics other Christians and even just people of goodwill in the state of North Dakota about various issues that come up that they may have to, you know, use their vote to vote upon, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a candidate or maybe something up for referendum, uh, but then also educate them about Catholic social teaching, these different principles that are drawn from our Catholic faith that help guide us on making the kinds of decisions that we need to make in the political and social arena. And then the last thing is we also have a sort of charitable role, and that is we provide, free of charge, health care directives to people for anyone that would like a health care directive that's in line with the Catholic Church. And so for your listeners, a health care directive is just, it's uh, it's a legal document that you um, put together 
um, that you appoint a health care agent who will act on your behalf if you were to become incapacitated in some way and weren't able to make health care decisions on your own, but then very specific kinds of directives about what would be done or what would not be done mm. in the case that you're in that kind of a situation. And so mm. those health care directives are super important, especially in today's culture. Yes. You don't want physician-assisted suicide. You don't want euthanasia, things like that. So mm-hmm. those are the kind of things that the conference is engaged in. So how do how do people like get in touch if they they're interested in doing the healthcare directive cuz that's very that's yeah, very Yeah and it's free that's the great thing. That, yeah so we have a website ndcatholic.org ndcatholic.org and on our website under there's a drop down menu called resources there's a direct link to healthcare directives mm. and there's a frequently asked questions page there's the healthcare directive itself. There's uh, some explanation of Catholic teaching, uh, all kinds of information that would be helpful. If for some reason someone didn't have um, uh, an ability to download those documents, you can call our office. And it escapes me what, <laughs> what our main number is, but you can look us up at the North Dakota Catholic Conference, and we can get those mailed out to you too. And what a nice you know, um, resource to have for people because how many people have you seen that don't have those yeah. things in place? That's I'm right. sure. I mean, with your with your law background and everything else, I, I, I can't imagine because I didn't even know that we had that opportunity, yeah. which is yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, it's super important. Yeah. And like I said, especially in today's culture where a lot of the predominant prevailing um, views mm-hmm. cut against what we believe as mm-hmm. Catholics, it's important to have those things, those legal documents in place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's 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 very good to know. So thank you for sharing that. You bet. So how do the national events affect what goes on in the state? Is yeah, I had that was the question <laughs> I had to think a little bit about. <laughs> um, well, the first thing I would just say is uh, anything that happens nationally has some influence on us here in North Dakota and really anywhere, just because of the sort of pervasive secular popular culture. So you know, and I th- I think of one example. The, the issue of uh, transgenderism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I, I wouldn't have imagined 10 years ago that this would be a big issue. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that um, might have been on the fringe 10 years ago, but the rapidity of how quickly that ideology spread, and now is even here in North Dakota, uh, is sort of shocking, but that just shows the kind of power of the you know, pervasive, secular, popular culture. And so really anything that happens in California or New York or mm. Florida or whatever, you got to pay attention to because sooner or later mm-hmm. it's it's going to come to North Dakota. There are some issues that maybe are more strictly national. Um, so I think about things that have to do with national security or even the immigration issue is more of a national issue. And in those kinds of, those kinds of more national issues, we look to the the USCCB, so the United States Catholic Bishops Conference, mm-hmm. we look to them for to, to sort of, they're more involved in those kinds of things in Washington, D.C. with our national representatives. Um, but most of the issues that affect us day-to-day, education, life issues, health care, care for the poor, care for the homeless, those are local. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of things that um, listeners should make sure that they're 
paying attention not just to the national news but to the local news and also to their elected representatives where they stand on these kinds of issues because those are the things that are really going to affect your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Great advice. Yes. And so I hope all our listeners are listening today. Um, we are visiting with David yes, And he told us that what uh, ethos. So that's a, it's a French name. French so yes. T-A-M-I-S-I-E-A. And the, the three vowels at the end, I-E-A, the A used to be an R over in France, Temessier. Okay. Yeah. But I think when they came over, at least this is what I've been told, mm-hmm. in Ellis Island, they said Temessier. Oh, that sounds like an A. We'll change it. <laughs> and it's caused all kinds of headaches for, my, for us ever since. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Well, thank you for joining us. We're going to visit with David a uh, uh, bit more after our break. He's the North Dakota Catholic Conference Director, new role for him. And he has some great uh, words of wisdom, some great advice. So stay tuned with us. Don't go away. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Let us run to Mary, and as her little children, cast ourselves into our arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m., and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for uh, tuning in with us on the RPR uh, Radio Network. We are coming at you live from the basement of St. Anne's Catholic Church 
here in Bismarck, North Dakota. I am seminarian Isaiah Jillick, and I am here with uh, my uh, co-host, uh, Karen Selensky. I'm currently uh, filling in for Father Craig Holcalter, who was called away uh, to a meeting. So uh, you have the pleasure or displeasure, depending on how you view, of uh, <laughs> here, <laughs> here in my voice today. Uh, we've had a, a lot of excellent guests so far, and we are currently uh, chatting with David Tamasia, who is uh, the director of the um, of the Catholic no, the North Dakota Catholic Conference, uh, who helps us uh, really deal with uh, some of the uh, more political issues and popular issues of our time, and helping guide uh, North Dakotans on how to act prudently, responsibly, and within uh, within the confines of our beautiful Catholic faith uh, and living well. Uh, so, David, uh, we were talking a little bit before how you, uh, your job uh, has a lot to do with uh, paying attention to current events uh, and then keeping us uh, Catholics here in North Dakota informed. Um, what are some of the biggest issues that uh, our state of North Dakota faces right now, um, and how is, how is the conference responding to that? Sure. Well, there's a couple major issues that are going on in, in different places in North Dakota. Um, that we're, we're kind of monitoring and then also preparing for. So let me get two, two court cases that are going on right now. So first, just with respect to the life issue, um, as you know, in 2022, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade in the Dobbs decision, great pro-life victory. Um, but then the battle went to all the different states, right? And so North Dakota's uh, legislature um, uh, consolidated its law and there was a trigger statute that banned abortion. And so the effect of the law after Dobbs was that all abortions in North Dakota were banned, except in cases where the mother's life was at risk or in cases where the pregnancy was a result of rape or incest in the first six weeks. Now, of course, just to be really clear, as Catholics, we wish there were you know, we believe that life begins at conception, that that's a human person, and it doesn't matter how that child came into existence in, with respect to the respect for their, their life. Uh, we wish that all abortions were banned, but that was the, that was the law that was in place. Um, and then uh, the Red River Women's Clinic that used to be in Fargo mm -hmm. that performed abortions moved across the river into Minnesota and out of the state of North Dakota, um, but then they filed a lawsuit against uh, the state and against uh, to try to block this law, and it's going on right now. And so um, they filed something called a motion for a preliminary injunction, which means they're trying to block the law from going uh, uh, from being enacted and enforced. And it went all the way up to the Supreme Court of North Dakota, and the Supreme Court of North Dakota inexplicably ruled in this temporary order um, that there is a fundamental constitutional right in North Dakota's constitution for abortion if the mother's life's in danger or for very said very broadly health reasons and so that case is still going on thankfully there are no abortions taking place in North Dakota because the provider that did it moved out but the law is kind of Influx, and so we're paying attention to that case. The second case that's going on in the courts right now is has to do with the transgender issue. So, um, and that is the North Dakota legislature last session passed a law 
uh, prohibiting so-called gender-affirming care for minors. So doctors giving minors medication to block puberty, puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones where they're giving massive amounts of testosterone to girls or massive amounts of estrogen to boys to sort of try to mimic the opposite sex traits. Um, and it's really dangerous. It's a really dangerous path, and it's, it's, it's a bit frightening. Um, but thankfully, the legislature passed this law prohibiting that for minors. Um, but a, an outside group um, and, and, and people in North Dakota filed a lawsuit again to a, a challenge that law. And so the state is also engaged in that. That's a little bit earlier stage than the abortion case, but that's going on. And they've filed a motion for a preliminary injunction um, seeking some sort of relief to block the enforcement of that law. So we're paying attention to those two cases. We would, in the way we'd get involved is we'd file an amicus brief, a front of the court brief, so we can actually weigh in and file a brief against um, the position of, of the plaintiffs in those two cases. The third big issue that, uh, more positively, um, last session was the very first time in North Dakota history that the legislature passed a parental choice uh, bill for education, mm-hmm. educational mm-hmm. choice, where they provide some state funding uh, to help parents that would choose to send their children to non-public schools. It was a great victory. Unfortunately, it was uh, vetoed by Governor Burgum, mm-hmm. but at least mm-hmm. in his... Uh, message indicating why he uh, vetoed it. He indicated support for it, but he wanted more innovative solutions, and he felt it didn't go far enough. And so we're exploring that. We think there's a lot of momentum in the state of North Dakota for this. There's a lot of momentum even nationwide. I think over 20 states have passed some sort of parental choice bill that provides funding. And we've learned from other states that it ends up being a game changer for Catholic schools. Mm for people that otherwise couldn't send their kids to Catholic schools because of the expense, can. And so that's something we're super interested in. We want to see that go forward again in the next legislative session in 2025. The last thing, and real briefly, it's not hit North Dakota yet. But again, when we talked about what happens in other states, you've got to pay attention to that. Lots and lots of states right now are battling in a fierce battle with different versions of assisted suicide or physician-assisted mm-hmm. suicide bills. And so we're paying attention to what's going on in other states. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of, there's a, a Catholic, a director of a Catholic conference in virtually every state in the country. And so we're all united. We, we communicate daily through uh, an email listserv. And so I, I get to hear what's going on in these different states, and I save everything. I'm... I'm keeping track and keep paying attention to that because I sort of expect that that will that kind of legislation will be introduced here, mm. and we hope that never passes. But that would be something we want to keep an eye on. Well, you have your hands full, yes. and <laughs> there should be lots of hands praying for you because yeah, absolutely you do a wonderful. I mean, you're gonna. We need you, and um, thank you for what you do. Um, we greatly appreciate that, and, and sure. just know that. Um, 
yeah, it's it's inspiring to hear. You know, I think there's a lot of people that don't know about you know the North Dakota Catholic Conference, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, go to your website, right? If That's you need right. to know more, um, again, you know the the free opportunity for the healthcare directive as well, mm -hmm. which is great. NorthDakotaCatholic.org. It's NDCatholic.org. Okay. That's right. And, and there's and there's more than just the healthcare directive. Right. There's your faith, your vote. If oh, you clicked nice. it, so under the resources page there's also besides the health care directives you can go to your faith your vote and that can give you guidance on different issues that mm. you may have to use your vote yeah. to to um, voice what you believe um, and we can provide guidance for you on that awesome rooted in catholic teaching Beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, you for being with us today, David, yeah. and taking the time out and coming here to, to St. Anne's. Appreciate it. It's a lot more fun when we get to meet the person and, That's right. you know, person to person. So face to face right. is always good. So we are going to send um, it back to Fargo to Aaron to give us the next preview for the next show. Great. Coming up Tuesday on the next Real Presence Live, hosts Steve Sponskowski and Brandon Clark are coming to you live from Fargo, North Dakota. They'll be talking of Cy Kellett, the keynote speaker at our Fargo Banquet on Monday, who will share his experiences at the banquet. Then Bishop John Folda will speak with us about the Diocese of Fargo Synod and how that will impact the future of the diocese. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate that. And again, just to remind listeners that we are airing Real Presence Live Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays now from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time. So tune in to us. Lots of great information. Today um, has been a beautiful day again. I'm very thankful for Isaiah Jillick to join me today. Um, we had Rosemary Kuntz and Father John Paul Gardner, Sarah Swafford, Ed Konichka, and David... Tamasia. There we go. So thank you again for that. And I think we're going to close in prayer. Um, Isaiah is going to lead us in prayer. So thank you for um, being with me today. Of course. Absolutely my pleasure. I had a lot of fun. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Father, for all the good things and all the good conversation that we had today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding our th thoughts, minds, and actions uh, as we were going through these conversations. Please commit to our hearts, root deeply in our hearts, any graces that the Father wishes us to receive that we uh, heard during these conversations. May we remember well and be able to speak eloquently when we're going out preaching to the world. As all uh, graces come through the Mediatrix of Grace, our Mother, we thank you, Mom for all that you've done for us this morning, and we ask that you continue to intercede for us and guide us in the future. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Isaiah. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for staying with us today on Real Presence Live. Um, we hope to have you tune in next week, next Tuesday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time. God bless. Thank you very much. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.